You're listening to the Mission Bitcoin Podcast. Hey guys, this is a solo podcast with just me, the host, Patrick. And it's been a while uh, since I've introduced myself and what this podcast is all about. We've had some really great guests. I've been very thankful that the guests that we've had have agreed to be on the podcast. I've had uh, Matt Solick join me and bring up the quality of the podcast. I'm very thankful for that. And the response to the podcast has been great. I've met some really great fans here in Atlanta at the TAB conference in the fall of 2021 and actually met some fans down in El Salvador when I was down in El Salvador. So it's it's been really cool to see the support and actually just meet people from literally around the world that uh, listen to the podcast. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, as you know, when I when I started this podcast, um, I was uh, the first one to really start a Christian themed podcast related to Bitcoin. The um, guys at the Bitcoin in the Bible podcast launched shortly after me, and I think we've brought important uh, information and, and an important voice to Bitcoin, and I feel as passionate about it now as I did when I launched the podcast that. The technology of Bitcoin is something that Christians should really be at the forefront of promoting. And in particular, I feel like as a group of people, the Christian church is is the avenue by which um, wide adoption of, of Bitcoin can occur within the Christian community. But I think after, you know, doing this for... Um, a little over, uh, a little under a year. I think that we're definitely still early, and I think that it's going to be a while before the church catches on. This does not minimize the importance of what we're trying to do. It's just the reality, based on my experience thus far um, here in the states and and in Guatemala, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, but it's very important, and, and there are a lot of of us out there that work at our local churches uh, to try to promote adoption of Bitcoin and to uh, be quite frank, even in my own body here in um, the Atlanta area, it's just difficult for my church to get behind Bitcoin because they just don't quite understand it and or that the leadership is just um, a little bit older. So it's just going to take some, some time. But I think that the reality is the world events of the last several weeks has just demonstrated what what a powerful tool Bitcoin can be for individual freedom. And so we, we should stand behind um, this technology um, as Christians. Uh, some of you may know that I, um, I've written a book called the, the Christian Case for Bitcoin. And those of you who have read it, thank you so much for uh, sharing that on Twitter, uh, DMing me, and I'm, I'm really humbled by it and um, thankful for it. And um, I've worked on a study guide for this as well that I have uh, hopefully will be releasing soon. So if you want to study this in a group setting with questions to kind of spark discussions, I'm working on um, that currently, and hopefully we'll get that out um, soon. And I've also launched another book, written another book called The Philosophy of Bitcoin and Religion. This this book was is primarily it's a, it's a great read for the believer if you want to understand how to defend your Christian faith against 
basically what is the the current worldview um, of the world now, which is just relativism, but within the context of, of Bitcoin. And the the impetus for the I, I had been working on this book for a while, uh, kind of noodling some thoughts, being um, not frustrated, but emboldened by some of the things that I was seeing on Twitter. And we've all seen it. If you've been on Twitter, Bitcoin Twitter, you've seen just the, the different monikers and uh, labels that are applied to Bitcoin as being the Messiah or it saves us or, or whatnot. And some of it's just well-meaning and uh, not informed, and, and that's okay. But uh, well-meaning and not informed um, opinions like that seep into our consciousness and we start thinking like that. So I, I had been reading several pieces over the last um, year that uh, attributed these sorts of attributes to Bitcoin, but the the piece that really kind of set me off over the top and and um, committed me to writing this book was a piece by John Vallis, um, which you may uh, may have read. It's um, the uh, Money Messiah, uh, the Money Messiah, uh, God in Bitcoin. And the um, the whole premise of John's work is, and I respect John. I I've listened to his podcast. He's a very thoughtful person, um, but he uh, he had started having basically religious feelings and a religious experience, but didn't know how to express himself. Because there's no religious language within the secularist vocabulary that can describe a religious experience. They never thought something like that was logical. But he started having um, these feelings that he'd never had before. So he, he wrote this piece. He uses Jordan Peterson as uh, work as a, a kind of an outline to move through his belief system as it relates to Bitcoin. And while it may not be a completely religious treatise, um, that's essentially what it is. It, it um, tries to codify a belief system related to Bitcoin, uh, define certain terms, Messiah, uh, the divine, etc., worship, you know, all the familiar terms that, that we as Christians in our belief system um, have a full uh, vocabulary of and understand what these words mean. We have context. So um, as I read that piece, um, I decided that I needed to basically challenge it, and and I used that as the the main um, work to build around. But then there are several other works. I truly respect Gigi, but I've used some of his works in here as well, and. Um, Nick Kaysen, I use his work um, in in the book to um, describe what Bitcoiners are are feeling and believing, and then Hasma Cook, um, I've used uh, some of his writings as well. And what I found is that while all of them were having similar feelings, they were using different terminology to describe um, these religious feelings. And they did that because there's no basic orthodoxy that can describe a Bitcoiner's uh, belief system. 
and we all know as as believers that that's the foundation of our belief system if you go back to the nicene creed uh, in the 300s um and and the early 400s the the nicene creed was created specifically to combat heresy within the church and heresy is something that the church has fought against uh, from the beginning and we even see this in the epistles of of um paul and and specifically uh in john's epistles uh, the fight against gnosticism so this is something that we've had a fight fight against from the very beginning and for many it's become a criticism that uh, we've had to have councils to kind of codify our belief system but we can see within the Bitcoin realms that if Bitcoin was Bitcoinism was a true religion or is a true religion, and it is by definition, it is actually a religion, um, but not of the uh, not of the transcendent, which I which I describe in in the book in detail. But you can see within Bitcoinism right now that there are different vocabularies there are different words that people use because there is no orthodoxy and so belief in bitcoin is going through the same structural um building so to speak that christianity went through in the very beginning something that atheists and relativists would uh, mock us for uh, they're going through um, similarly uh, right now so i i use this framework of lack of orthodoxy to point a finger at the bitcoiner and show them that what they criticized for so long they're 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 doing themselves and uh, when i was a young uh young man i i spent a lot of time reading apologetics uh norman geister was a significant influence on my belief system and so i used I used Norman Geister's books, The Philosophy of Religion and Christian Apologetics, as my framework for uh, writing the book. So with Vallis's work, he used Jordan Peterson as a framework uh, to hang the, the ornament, so to speak. And for, my, for this book, the, uh, the Philosophy of Bitcoin and Religion, I used Norman Geisler's work as kind of a framework to hang the ornaments um, for this book and go through logical proofs to basically defend the Christian faith and the transcendence, the true transcendence of God and uh, counter uh, John Vallis's article, um, not point by point, but um, essentially uh, thought for thought. So if you have a Bitcoiner that is an atheist uh, or doesn't want anything to do with religion, this might be a good book uh, for them to read. If you want to learn how to use Bitcoin to actually prove the existence of God, uh, this I think would be a great book for you to read as well. So if you if you didn't know about it, uh, give it give it a um, give it a try. Look at it. Look it up on Amazon, and I will provide links for it in the in the show notes. And I, I also want to just thank everybody for uh, the. The success of my first book, The Christian Case for Bitcoin, several weeks ago, it got into the top 10 under Christian stewardship. And it, it's a big it's a big jump from number one and two to number nine where I was. But, um, you know, I was in striking distance of, of getting near uh, Dave Ramsey. And with respect to Dave Ramsey, he does, he's done a lot of great work for Christians uh, through the years. 
um, but we all know that he's not a Bitcoiner. And but to be able to be on the first page of a of a search for Christian stewardship was was really really kind of cool. So thank you very much for that. And I also wanted to give an update about my work down in Guatemala. Many of you know, and some may not know, that um, I'm heading leading a project in Guatemala called uh, Bitcoin Lake. This. Uh, this has really been on my heart for quite some time, and had been my wife and I and our family have been praying about it, and since the fall, pardon me, since the spring of 2021, and was able to actually go down for my first scouting trip with with my wife in uh, November or December of 2021, and then we officially launched the program with the beginning of the Guatemalan school year. Uh, in January, and I will be returning in mid-March to, to do another, uh, not, not another launch, but another visit to bolster what we've already done and uh, continue to promote uh, what, we're, what the plan is. If, you've, if you aren't familiar with the project, you can look at the plan on Medium. I've written several articles that describe our work down in Guatemala. There have been some articles that have been published in online magazines. Uh, some have been Spanish-speaking, Spanish-language magazines. Invite is one. It's a crypto online magazine based in El Salvador. There has been a recent article published in Bitcoin Magazine about uh, biomining, and uh, that features the the work that we're doing down in uh, Guatemala. And if you're so, if you're interested in that. I would really appreciate if you would take the time to study that. If you want to be involved, please reach out to me and let me know. And the ultimate goal here is really to try to create a working model for the church to kind of rethink missions as it relates to providing economic opportunity without creating dependence. And that's my real goal is that when we go on mission trips in the future as the church, you know, we can build the churches, we can dig the water wells and build the clinics. But if we could also bring a model of economic sustainability using Bitcoin with sustainable energy sources, and that's that's key to the project down in Guatemala, then we can actually create economic opportunity, something that's been lacking in Christian missions for years, having been on many, many mission trips myself. I know that's a chronic problem, and uh, creating dependence is, is never is never a good thing. So the um, the other topic I want to talk about is that I'm going down to Bitcoin 2022 in Miami. I would love to meet any of you that that come, and you can just uh, email me or DM me on Twitter, and um, I would just love to link up with you. I believe um, Jordan Bush is also uh, putting together a little uh, conference or seminar for Christian Bitcoiners, and um, he, he's invited me to be a part of that, so I definitely uh, will be at that event as well. So I would love to meet you down in Miami if you if you plan to be down there. And we do have some uh, interesting guests coming up um, in the short term. I've been kind of busy. I apologize for missing the last week's uh, publication, but plan to have some interesting guests um, in the next several weeks. And if you, if there's a guest that you think 
would be a good voice on the podcast, please reach out to me and let me know. Um, they do not have to be um, Christians per se, um, but I always like to get a Christian perspective um, with guests. So um, just keep that in mind. And I have really appreciated the um, following and the loyalty and the comments. And I just wanted to take this time to, to thank you for all of that and kind of let you know what's going on uh, within my head. <clears throat> I am an introvert. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it's hard for me to just talk uh, without prompting or having it, having a guest. So um, even though I am the host of the podcast, being an introvert does not does not help to kind of share what I'm thinking. So thank you very much. I look forward to <clears throat> meeting you guys down in Miami, and would love to hear from you. Thank you so much.